Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, um, Scott Drew, by the way, will be tomorrow at 420. Our um, well, sort of weekly hit with Scott. We, I think as we get into conference here, the Scott's unbelievable and the staff over there. We just want more and more of Scott and, or his staff because we love having Jacobs. John Jacobs was on with us last week. AB's always great. Jared Nunes, Bill Peterson, Tweedy. Just a lot of those folks over there are uh, we love talking to. Ty Beard, we didn't get Ty on. Uh, he's the one closest to the scores table over there, and I've noticed he they kind of have Ty visiting with the officials a lot. He must be their most, like, the best people person on the staff because they really put him in charge of, like, communicating the most. Like, or they're, Now, Scott gets on the refs all game, but, like, during timeouts and stuff, it seems like Ty's over there double-checking, hey, 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 what's up, guys? What's going on? Um, I like this basketball ops guy over there. He's a really cool guy, too. So, Luke, Luke Sermon, he's a good guy. So, good group over there. And appreciate all that uh, they're doing. Scott will be on with us at 420. Aaron, I have to say that was my favorite Baylor coaching pullover. The look they had against BYU the other night. I kind of like that forest green, the light forest green with the BU. The the gray and all that's you know fine. And I know for skinny guys, that's a good color. Um, I I, I kind of like that lighter green that they had uh or i don't know what to call that exactly but it was good a little cloudy or something okay um aaron let's do this though let's listen uh bill belichick is parting ways with the patriots i mean aaron i i think i think Schefter had the news first and let's mike rice let's give him um let's give uh mike um credit mike reese let's give him credit too. both of those guys for espn i look back aaron 603 a.m this morning okay you and i although aaron i gotta say you were tweeting pretty or you were texting pretty early this morning i was like what's aaron doing up at seven whatever time it was but 603 a.m the news breaks gotta get up early to get the breaking news the scoop <laughs> early bird gets up. the worm i don't know why <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, what's Aaron texting this early for? 6.04, Ian Rappaport jumps in. So it was bang, bang, but we got to give it to ESPN for the breaking news. And the breaking news was it's ended for Belichick. And we've lost the greatest college coach of all time. We hadn't lost. We've He's retired. And now Belichick. Now, Belichick just... They parted ways. I mean, I don't know how you want to say it, but they really fired him. I mean, they can put it as nicely as they want, and I'm glad they had a nice press conference, but they fired the guy. I mean, that's really what happened. They released him, whatever you want to say. But let's listen. We'll have more of this in the five, but this is today's news conference. Happened, I believe, about noon Eastern today in the Northeast, and they all gathered, hugely attended, thrown together today. And I think we'll hear from Bill Belichick first. Here is that news conference. On the Matt Mosley show. Robert ESPN. and I, after a you know, series of discussions, have uh, mutually uh, agreed to um, part ways. 
And uh, for me, this is a day of um, you know gratitude and celebration. Um, start with Robert and his family. Um, it's great. So much thanks for the opportunity to to be a coach here for 24 years. Uh, it's an amazing opportunity. Um, received tremendous support. Uh, we had a vision of you know building a winner, building a championship football team here, and uh, that's exceeded exceeded my my wildest dreams um, and expectations. Uh, the amount of success that we were able to achieve together, um, you know, through a lot of hard work and you know contributions of so many people. Um, so I'm very proud of that, and and um, I always have those those great memories. I'll carry with those those with me the rest of my life. Um, and of course, after uh, you know Robert, um, thanks to assistant coaches. Um, you know, I've had so many great coaches uh, here. Uh, they've made my job uh, so much easier. Uh, it's a long list, but. You know, the amount of work, preparation, um, and diligence that they do, um, every one of them. Um, and I say this about the players and the coaches, regardless of how long they were here, how many years they were here, how many years they coached, or what the position was. Um, you know, it was a great team effort, and, and everybody, you know, put everything they had into it. And, um, and that's why we were successful. So, um, for the coaches, the support staff, um, it's an amazing staff here that, that supported me in every way. Um, all the scouting and all the, the football support people from equipment, training, uh, security, video, operations, um, uh, and so forth, right down the line, dining room. I mean, it's all, it's all first class. It's all, you know, extremely, extremely good. And, um, you know, special thanks to Bears and Nancy. They've been here since day one and, um, you know, made my life a lot easier or I've made theirs a lot harder, however you want to look at it. Um, but that's uh, you know a big shout out to them, and of course uh, a great great deal of thanks and appreciation to the players. Uh, players win games in the NFL, and I've been very very fortunate to coach some of the, the greatest players uh, that have ever played. Some of the greatest players that have ever played for the Patriots. Some of them are already in the Hall of Fame. Uh, many more are going. Um, but again, regardless of how long any of the players were or weren't here, or what their role was, or or how many games they played, or even if they didn't win championships. Um, you know, I respect the way the players come to work here on a daily basis. Uh, all of them, I've coached, you know, well over a thousand. <clears throat> but their their ability to work, prepare, uh, train, you know, in the weight room, um, you know, train their bodies, uh, meet, rehearse over and over again. You know, what we need to do things right to to be successful to win. Uh, it's just. I have so much respect for all the players, um, and certainly we've had you know many that have been here for a long time, and you know had great contributions, and, and uh, too many to name at this time. But um, you know, great thanks to the players and um, to the media for you guys. I, I don't know that anybody's gotten more coverage than uh, than I have or we have in the past 24 years. Um, you know, meet with you guys a lot. Respect what you do. Um, you know, you're a voice to the fans and. Uh, even though we don't always see eye to eye all the time, most of the time, but not all the time, uh, I do respect what you do. And and uh, and finally, to the fans, um, you know, the fans here are amazing. Um, you know, there's so many memories of the fans, the the send-offs, um, the parades, um, the Sundays, you know, whatever the whatever the situations are, um, the letters of support, uh, the. You know, seeing the fans, you know, away from here, you know, at a gas station or a grocery store, or, you know, wherever you bump into them, uh, Patriot fans here, and not just in New England, but 
uh, they extend nationally and even internationally uh, as I've traveled. Uh, it's amazing how far the, the arm reaches. We saw that this year in, in Germany. So, uh, so appreciative of the fans for all the support they've given me, uh, my family, uh, and this football team. And uh, it's with um, just so many fond memories and, and uh, thoughts that I you know, think about the Patriots and, and I'll always be a Patriot. I look forward to coming back here, uh, but at this time, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna move on, and um, I look forward. I'm excited for the future, um, but always very very appreciative of the opportunity here, the support here, uh, and you know the what Robert what you've done for me. Okay, and and we'll uh, we may check in and listen to uh, some of what Robert Kraft had to say later in the show. Uh, as we get into the 5 o'clock hour today, I, I can't help but think of Parcells because uh, Bill Parcells is somebody I covered because they were connected at the hip, and he was the defensive coordinator for Bill and part of his coaching tree. And then, uh, uh, and then of course, he started his own coaching tree. And quite honestly, his coaches have not gone on to be uh, great, and I don't know if that just speaks more to Belichick's greatness. Now, Bill Parcells has all kind of because he was with the Cowboys and had people under him. Uh, obviously, he had Belichick, and so his tree seems to be pretty healthy. Um, Belichick was one of those people that kind of had his way, and Aaron, some of the mystique with Tom Brady leaving and then winning a. Super Bowl somewhere else with Tampa Bay. I guess some of the mystique kind of has gone away a little bit. But for the longest time, I would say for 18 of those 24 years or 20 of those 24 years, it was kind of thought that they had it figured out. And Belichick and all the different people that were under him over the years, and some of those folks moved on and went to other places. But that they did it, everybody tried to copy them. How can we do it? What's the Patriot way? Now, some of it was kind of almost like CIA, you know, kind of backroom stuff that was probably a little overblown. But my goodness, I mean, it, it just, um, Belichick was uh, unlike anybody else, and, and, and even there he sounded... Um, I, I was always, Aaron, he always had the same tone, so he always kind of had that monotone sound, And but occasionally you would hear him be funny or tell a funny story. He just, it was just funny because he never changed his tone. I think he actually has a sense of humor. It's hard to, hard to see it or hard to believe sometimes, but I, I think when he started talking about the fans there, <clears throat> And Aaron, I'm just kind of listening to this rather than I may go back and kind of watch and and watch his body language. But I think we we heard some emotion from Belichick, which is not something we were totally used to. I I don't think, you know, I other coaches kind of stand on their own, whether it be Chuck Knoll, Tom Landry, Don Shula, Vince Lombardi. You know, Belichick will forever you, – you can't think of Brady without thinking of Belichick. You can't think of Belichick without thinking of Brady. I mean, it's just – and even – and I found myself, even in that 
that listening to him say goodbye at that news conference, Aaron, <clears throat> like, is he going to say Tom's name? Is he going to say something about Tom? Like, think about all the great players and, and even Hall of Famers that they had. Now, I do think Belichick figured some things out. From a drafting standpoint, he knew when to let them go. Um, I mean, Aaron, there weren't many times over those 24 years that they let somebody go to free agency. Any, even if somebody went and got huge money, you can't think of many times where you said, oh, my gosh, they let somebody walk, and, they, and then they went and were incredible somewhere else. When it was time for them to let a player go, you kind of knew you had to be buyer beware. I mean, the only one that ever, the biggest name, obviously, was Brady, leaves and goes and wins the Super Bowl with the Bucks. Aaron, I think the Raiders paid Richard Seymour years ago a massive amount of money to come because that's what Al Davis, I think Al was still with us back then. That's what Al did. And he was maybe okay for a year or two, but they had to cut him loose before too long. Okay, that was probably circa 2007 or eight or somewhere back then. But they had it figured out. Free agency, the draft, they hit on draft picks. Uh, they had they put they got great players. They built great teams. And, and their assistants were always, for whatever reason, they were way better there than they were elsewhere. I mean, Aaron, think about it. Josh McDaniels, what, what did he, he they, you know, twice teams like, oh, my gosh, we've got to have him. We've got to have him. <laughs> it didn't work either time, whether it be the, the Raiders, whether it be the Broncos before that, didn't work. Romeo Cornell, the Browns, wherever he went, it, it's like, eh. I think he went to the Texans as maybe a defensive coordinator and did okay. But, like, as head coaches, none of those guys worked. Vrabel played for him, and I think Vrabel's been a pretty good coach, and he's going to get another opportunity. Uh, you know, he was with the Titans. Eric, can we think of another coach that Bill ever had that went on? You're like, yeah, yeah, great. I guess you'd have to say he and – Saban were together with the Browns, and, of course, Saban went on to be the greatest college coach ever. I looked at something yesterday. It was really interesting, Garrett, and it was like 1980. 1980, and it said, Pete Carroll is leaving Ohio State to go be the whatever somewhere. I forget what he was going to go do. Maybe be the defense coordinator somewhere. 1980. And it was like, he's being replaced by Nick Saban is like the DB's coach, the secondary coach at Ohio State. Aaron, the year would have been 1980. Those guys are about the same age, 72 years old. So just as, it just reminds you how crazy long. I mean, Aaron, we think of ourselves, we've been around this earth a pretty good while now. Well, those guys have been around for 23 more years than we have. And, and in those, in that decade they were coaching, I mean, you know, from whatever, whenever they started their coaching careers, 1975 or whatever it would have been, it was just like they were already great. And then, and then Saban starts at Toledo. Then he's at Michigan State. Then he's at LSU. Then he's with the Dolphins. 
and then he's with Bama. And and Aaron at a time, think about that. Daryl Royal walked away from football at, at like age 52. And he was thought of one of the greatest. I mean, Saban then did it for another 20 years. I mean, I, I just can't believe. How long was he at Alabama, Aaron? 20, so cra- Belichick was there for 24 years with the Patriots, and Saban was there 23 years? Something like that? Or, or is it fewer than that? I mean, I just, it's unbelievable that he won six. He won six. I bet I bet Bear was there for 30 to 35 years, maybe longer than that. And in whatever seasons Saban was there, he won six. In like 20, whatever that was, 23. That's, just, that's wild. It's wild that he was that great for that long, both of them. Both of them win six at those places. And, of course, Saban got one more with BYU to have seven national titles. All right, um, we continue. Let's do some NFL Blitz real quick, and uh, we'll hit on some of the headlines of the day. That's next. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. To me, it was kind of a rude awakening for the ponies. Paid their way to be with the big boys in a Power 5 conference. I don't think we should read too much into these bowl games, but if you're going to complain that you should be in a New Year's Six Bowl, you better go handle a 6-6 six and six ACC team. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. 
You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Morrison's Gifts would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason Deli. Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100-plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Oh, there it is. You know the music. And it is time for the NFL Blitz. And Aaron, I kind of, I mean, I don't, I think we just got to keep coming back to it. The news we received, if you were up early, sometimes I'm up early and then I'll try to, I'll try to go back to sleep. It doesn't always work, especially <laughs> if I check your, if I check my phone, then it's a problem. If you checked your phone around 6.03 this morning, you got some momentous and major NFL news, didn't you, Aaron? Absolutely. Woke up this morning a day after Pete Carroll and Nick Saban had both announced they were stepping away from their positions to find out that Bill Belichick will no longer be the Patriots head coach after 24 seasons and six Super Bowl titles. The Patriots announced it, uh, finalized it in a press conference earlier today in which Belichick and owner Robert Kraft both spoke. Sources familiar with the conversations that the two had, according to Adam Schefter, said that there was no conflict, no disagreement, and in the end, productive talks resulted in a mutual decision that left both sides comfortable and at ease. Well, had another year left. I mean, I... Saban made about $11.4 million a year. 
Aaron, did you see what Belichick was making? I guess he was at, I mean, it had to be massive. Uh, he'll get another year of that, although if he takes another job, I think I think the agreement is they're not, he, I think he may end up almost like a Jimbo type deal. Not, not, not that much, but he'll get his full salary and there won't be any, like if he takes another gig, I don't think they'll, you know, get some recoup that money. Uh, I do think he'll get his full deal, which I think is only appropriate. Gave you 24 years. He was unbelievable. And um, I, Aaron, the, <clears throat> the greatest thing that could happen would be replace this emperor, this sort of imperial, emperor-like, almost villain type over the years. I mean, I, I didn't. I think there's some goodness about him. I, I do give him credit. I think he did a lot of amazing things over the years. And, of course, they helped Tom Brady get to where he was. Now, then Tom Brady helped them immensely, led them to all those Super Bowls. Did he ever win one without Tom Brady? The answer is no. How many would he have won if they had just kept on with Drew Bledsoe and we never met Tom Brady? I don't know. We'll never know. Probably not as many as six. But he did some incredible things, and they ran – um, and again, it was kind of like this. It was shady at times. It was secretive. But everybody wanted to hire somebody from there and try to figure that out. Um, but Aaron, what I'm getting at is what if Jim Harbaugh ends up as the Patriots' next head coach? Would that not be just greatness? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just seems like. Now, Harbaugh has some California ties. He was out there at San Diego. Was he at San Diego State or San Diego? Whatever he was out there before he went to Stanford and coached. But he's got some California ties. I, this, this Chargers thing has to be attractive to some people, even the great Belichick. I mean, Aaron, if you're... I'm just thinking about this out loud, uh, which is what we do since we're on talk radio. We do say things out loud. Um, if you're if you were if you're out there and you're looking at like all these huge names that have, I mean, I, I'm going to give you a few names that are out there for NFL jobs: Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll. I mean, now, two of those guys are on the older crowd, you know, 71 or 72. Harbaugh's probably 50. Where's Harbaugh? 55, 56. Um, so he, Harbaugh could do it another 10 years. Easy. Now, Aaron, I'm going to throw a name in there. And I guess he's, he, doesn't, he doesn't belong from a win standpoint. But he's a great coach. He's a great assistant coach. I'm going to throw Dan Quinn in there. Just because, like, I think there is an argument to be made. Would you rather have a young, energetic, and he's not that young, but he is young, a young, energetic, 55, I would say, or 53, young, energetic Dan Quinn, and an older, energetic Pete Carroll, the greatest of all time, the GOAT, Bill Belichick, or a guy that's done it at every level, the great Jim Harbaugh. Aaron, which way would you go right now? Or maybe there's somebody I didn't mention out there. Like, let's throw Mike Vrabel in there. 
I mean, that's not a, I think that's a good opportunity. That's a good coach. That's a good coach. Vrabel, Quinn, Carroll, Harbaugh, Belichick. If you can have any of those, Aaron, which way are you going? <laughs> Man, I just – and you're talking about great coaches. For an NFL job, it's just tough to win with a defensive head coach. It hadn't happened mm. since the Broncos. Um, I would have to go with Belichick. At least you know that the defense would be have the best play caller in the league because he is phenomenal at putting together a game plan and calling a defense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Probably maybe the best. Okay. I, given what we know now and given the way things ended for Belichick, I would put Harbaugh in front of him. But then I would go Belichick. Then I would go Vrabel, Dan Quinn, and then I would put Pete. I love Pete Carroll, but I think Pete's, I don't know, he's been doing it a long time. Things kind of have soured a little bit there at the Seahawks. I think Pete's the most likely of that bunch to, to kind of go, you know, I've had enough. I think I've had enough. I mean, he's had a great run, Pete Carroll, great, great coach. Hey, that seems unfair to him. Who should I put Pete in front of? Uh, maybe I should put him in front of Vrabel. I just think Vrabel's good. I think he's a great communicator, a good leader, solid dude. I mean, I, I think you put him in the right situation, he's going he's gonna to get it done. I mean, I don't know anybody that can win at Washington. I mean, it's been so dysfunctional for so long. I mean, Rivera brought some credibility just because he's kind of a good, solid guy. But Aaron, I think they, <laughs> from what I could tell, he showed up and started, you know, a lot of military type, you know, sayings and had just a whole bunch of, he was a big motivational guy. And he told a bunch of stories. You know, at some point, that stuff gets old to players. What's the Buffalo guy, Aaron? I mean, he, he's the ultimate motivational speaker. He digs in on on some of the weirdest speeches oh, ever. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sean, our man Sean. I thought I think he's a good coach. I mean, I like the guy. I knew him, man. I He was a cool guy to talk to when he was a young coach with the Eagles. I, I, I like him. I still like him. But, I mean, he delivered the most bizarre motivational speech maybe in NFL history. When he when he talked about you know the terrorists the 9/11 terrorist and and uh, how they really came the together the team jeez golly <laughs> I mean, it's almost like like if I it, it sounds like something a comedian might try like like Chris Rock or somebody that could walk that tightrope mm-hmm. um, uh, who's the other guy that was so great that was on uh, Comedy Central had the deal but the deal blew up who's the Jim, uh, Jimmy, no, who's that? There's, I mean, there's a few comedians that could pull something like that off. Um, the the coach of the the Bills is not one of them. He, he I can't believe that thing stayed hidden for so long. By the way, yeah, that that's stayed, uh, that stayed that talk stayed hidden for I don't know three years, two or three years. That shows one you that the, the players sh- like him. Because if they yeah. didn't, it would have been out so, that day. Uh huh. Uh huh. It leaked out. Yeah. Yeah, let me tell you all about the hijackers, some of the teamwork they displayed. Um, 
Aaron, uh, what else do you have for us in the NFL Blitz package? You were talking about Belichick's salary. According to a November article in Sportico, he is not only the highest paid coach in the NFL, he's the highest paid professional coach in the world at $25 million per year. Greg Popovich is second on that list, first coach, at $16 million a year. So he was well compensated for his his uh, many Super Bowl titles as head coach at New England. I would say the only person like in college basketball, that, that deal that Bill Self got recently was like shocking. Remember that, Aaron? When we yeah, heard about it. I, I can't think of what it is, but like I, it, it just, again, basketball is a rev, men's basketball is a revenue sport, but it's, again, it's not football. And I know they're great, but wow, they can't even beat UCF. <laughs> How about Johnny Dawkins and the Golden Knights? That game was like see, they were down by 16 in the first half. It was like they were down by eight or nine at the half. It wasn't even really that much of a game. And here come the Golden Knights. Aaron, did you see what happened at Allen Fieldhouse last night? I've tried not to bring it up. Oh, I was Ooh. here running the game. It was not fun. Ooh. It was not fun. Nikki handled it well. She hit it head on. They were going to have a loss somewhere. That team was desperate. They were 0-3. It's a bad loss to an unranked team, but the Bears will be okay. Ooh, that was a bad loss, though. Mm-hmm. It's not like they were – I mean, I listen, Aaron, I, you know how I champion women's basketball, and you like it, too. Mm-hmm. But they weren't doing their Gregorian Jayhawk chant. That, I was looking at that – I was watching that game – and they, they did not bring many people to that game. So I don't want to hear anybody say, oh, tough place to play. I mean, I could hear remarks coming from I me. Mean, that was an 0-3 team. And, and that's unfair to those girls, by the way, to have the great crowds that they have. I'm glad Baylor seemingly, again, do as many people show up for the women as the men, no. But it's not as horrible as that crowd looked at Kansas. I was watching that last night thinking, where are all you folks that are, you know, camping outside? I mean, more of you should show up to support the Jayhawks women's team. But, boy, they were the Bears ran into a buzzsaw in that game. All right, Aaron. Uh, oh, you got one more? Yeah, let me. Uh, in the NFL Blitz oh, this, package uh, Cowboys on relevant. the Matt Mosley show. As yes, a, please. I want a Cowboys nugget. As the Cowboys prepare for their wild card team. Some injury news that could greatly affect that game coming from the Packers, their opponent, all-pro cornerback Jair Alexander, who's dealt with three separate injuries this season, apparently rolled his ankle during a half-speed practice yesterday, and it could threaten his availability for the wildcard playoff oh. game coming up Sunday against the Cowboys, considering he may be in the top two or three as far as matchup cornerbacks in the league never want anybody to get hurt but this is not bad news for the Cowboys oh I hear you I didn't that the guy who ran out to be the captain when he wasn't yes, supposed that's to the same, screwed up the coin flip the same Jair Alexander <laughs> yeah. um all right yeah we do have at 420 we got a guest that has covered Nick Saban they've interviewed him They've been in golf tournaments with him. Um, It's a wild news today. 
that uh, it happened like yesterday on the show. Nick Saban retiring. Um, he, six national titles. Aaron, you were saying it was only 17 seasons. At 420, we will go to Birmingham. Lance Taylor from one of the major radio shows out there will be joining us. Next, Aaron, I got something. Dak Prescott just said our audience will want to hear as the Cowboys prepare for their big game against those Green Bay Packers. That is next. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building, and their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 for pre-orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full-service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com. At Kalea Wealth Management, we believe in growth. Whether you're expanding your business or planning for the future, we're here to build a relationship with you and provide a clear path toward your financial goals because growing together is success. Kalea Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Save big on your next pre-owned car or truck at Richard Carr. Well-qualified buyers can get a pre-owned 2021 Nissan Versa for $196 a month or a pre-owned 2021 Buick Encore for $286 a month or a pre-owned 2018 Chevy Silverado for $360 a month. 100 thoroughly inspected pre-owned vehicles are on the lot and priced to sell. 100% approval is always our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for the New Year New Ride pre-owned savings event at Richard Carr. Richard Carr, we give you more. Run a winning play over knee, hip, and shoulder pain. CorioHealth's all-star team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons, Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, use the latest minimally invasive technology, including orthopedic surgical robot, to perform total knee replacements. Whether your pain is from an old sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, Health Orthopedics can help make the play. Call today, 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. It's Matt Mosley. You can make the decision right now to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Don't go another year compromising because of that pain in your knees or shoulder or like my neck, for instance. Call QC Kinetics now. 
QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. This is not a Band-Aid. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again, get your life back. And listen, it's non-surgical. It's very important. If this is the year you decide to fight back against that pain, take the first step now. Call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation on the calendar. Call 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. Back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Why is Matt Mosley Show? Um, and lots going on. We'll talk about Nick Saban and uh, and then Bill Belichick, all of that. But Nick Saban specifically was someone who've covered him closely over the years at 420. One of my friends from Birmingham. Um, so that'll be fun. Uh, we'll do that. Lance Taylor used to be with Jocks Radio, WJOX, Birmingham, and now with uh, Next Round Live, which has become a very popular show. Uh, and they do huge numbers. So that's going to be cool. We'll do that at 420. If you want to hear his take on Saban, who may, are they coming after Sark? Should you be worried, Longhorns? I mean, we'll we'll let you know that uh, as we uh, move on here. Some good Cowboys news. The um, uh, Aaron had mentioned a little bit of this. Uh, uh, Stephon Gilmore did, was limited, but good to see him at least doing something in practice. Tyler Smith limited again, but seems like McCarthy has indicated. Uh, that good things are happening there. It'd be great to have your starting left guard back in. And um, so, and then Jonathan Hankins continues to be limited, the big defensive tackle. Uh, so I, I think pretty good news across the board. Aaron had the Jair Alexander news, rolled his ankle, and now we're kind of taking a peek at him. Zach Martin did not practice. Okay, second straight day for that. Aaron, this all these holidays and everything have thrown me off. I do believe, and I can confirm now, that today is Thursday. Now, I thought, Aaron, you would like this. Dak Prescott, just moment, a few minutes ago, speaking to the media before this game, once a week he talks to the media. And he's got that, Aaron, I would say, if you were going to wear a Cowboys cap, and you still, I think, occasionally will put on a Cowboys jersey or jersey, um, the one Dak has on today, and I'll send you this tweet, Aaron, so you know what I'm talking about, is one I think you would enjoy because it's kind of that old-school golf cap with a little white string across the front of the bill, over the top of the bill. I think you would like this particular Cowboys. This is what Dak has to say. Um, he, he says he set up reminders for himself about reaching this year's Super Bowl. He says, I've got a lot of Louis Vuitton stuff. It's because of the LV is Las Vegas. If I look at my bag, it's all LV, literally. I just went and got my girl a bag the other day. I'm like, the only one I'm getting is one of these. 
with the LV logo on it. That was an easy, simple reminder. All right, I'm sure, I'm sure his uh, his loved one uh, girlfriend uh, appreciates that. He's got a child. They've got a child on the way. In fact, uh, can't remember when when that baby is, is set to arrive, but uh, good for them. But uh, Aaron, I thought you would like that the LV to remind him of where that Super Bowl. It's in Las Vegas. And he gets the Louis Vuitton. Now, some people have responded to this, Aaron, with stop talking about it. Stop talking about the Super Bowl. But some people, I think, kind of appreciate it. Hey, you know, it's it's out there. Everybody's thinking about it. Now, Aaron, of course, I've said, just get to the NFC title game. And then everything else is gravy. Or as, uh, as one singer says, biscuits and gravy. Uh, I think uh, Casey Musgraves, I was listening to that song earlier today, something about life is biscuits and gravy or something like that. It was a good, it was a good song. Um, Aaron, this is another uh, interesting quote coming out of the Cowboys today. Uh, Micah Parsons talking about Dan Quinn and getting that head coaching interest and this potentially being his last run with Dan. He said, it's the nature of the business. This is, this is the great Micah Parsons. It could possibly be my last ride with Q. And if it is, we're going to make sure it's a damn good one. Dan is my guy. And if he does leave, it's always love. He might take me with him. You never know. <laughs> Aaron, it, it, does, it does sound like he was joking with that all right i don't think mike is trying to leave the cowboys they're going to pay him he also said after the game uh he said after the game sunday uh be phenomenal or be forgotten while talking about the playoffs and then they said which is he going to be he said i'm going to be phenomenal then aaron he dropped a bad one he said effing phenomenal all right, we can't say that one. I'm a little surprised the athletic just goes and goes ahead and prints the F word just right out there, Aaron. It's just kind of jolting to the eye to see that. All right, uh, Aaron, it is. We got a big time guest. Somebody that's covered Nick Saban, knows him, knows him, been around him, has interviewed him. Lance Taylor from Birmingham. That is next. Baylor. Big 12 basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The 14th-ranked Bears hosting Cincinnati Saturday evening in Foster Pavilion. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 7 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor basketball, ESPN Central Texas. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. 
The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 8080. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. You've been sidelined by joint pain. It's time to meet the Coriel Health MVPs of orthopedics located right here in Central Texas. Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, Coriel Health Sports Certified Orthopedic Physician Team Specialized in Sports Medicine and Total Hip and Knee Replacement. Don't let joint pain keep you on the bench. Get back in the game. Make the play call to Coriel Health Orthopedics today. 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Rico, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. 
Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, Campus Confidential up next. My longtime friend Lance Taylor joining us from Birmingham now. And uh, Lance, great to have you on. I've loved coming over on with you guys over the years, both on radio and now next round live. Y'all become such monsters. Every day I look, I'm like, whoa, look at that huge guest. And it's gotten to the point where the calls to Mosley, they just don't quite happen as frequently, and I've learned to live with that. But uh, welcome to the Matt Mosley Show. I know this has been a dream of yours, and we're uh, we're happy to have you. Yeah, you take a shot at me, Mosley, but like 15 years um, you've been coming on with us it takes the greatest coach in team sports history to retire <laughs> for you to give me an invite on the show. And that is what we call facts. Oh, man. I don't know. We text a lot. I do think of you often, but you, you raise a fair point. You raise a fair point. But I do have to brag on y'all. That next round live, and I've told you, uh, but, man, I want to say it publicly, that has become one of the top shows around out there and you can find it on the internet. Just look up Next Round Live, YouTube, all of it. And y'all do it on TV. You know, I do all these podcasts and stuff, but I the video part of that worries me. People are always like, Mosley, why is that not on video? Why are you not on green screen? And I'm just like, I just don't, I, I like doing radio. But boy, you guys have embraced the video. Lance, was that weird for you? Or did it just kind of, at one point, did you just say, well, we can make a lot more money? doing videos so we need to start doing this well you know i I, i'm a sales guy too and i've been doing that's what kind of got me into radio at least that was the only door that was open when i got out of college so i started sales and then basically Uh. talked my way onto the air um so i thought there were some opportunities as far as like product placement we've got some signage and different things like that and logos Mm -hmm. um but I remember when we were leaving Terrestrial Radio, at least making that plan to to do our exit, and we were we were putting together what we thought um, was going to be uh, the best part of our venture. My two uh, then radio partners, Ryan Brown and, and Jim Dunaway, who you know, they both really wanted the video element. I didn't think it was important, and then once we did it, I was like, "Damn, okay, this makes yeah. sense now." So I was kind of like with you. I was an old school radio guy. I didn't really yeah. see the need. With it, but I'll tell you a cool thing that we do, Mosley. And when we have you on, we don't do this, and, and, and you know we'd love to start doing it whenever you want to. Is I think our when when we send somebody a Zoom link and we have them on, I just it, it just seems so much better, you know, just looking at each other and, and yeah. being able to do and have that element with it. So it's yeah. been really cool. But I will say this because I know the reason you've got me on is Saban. We wouldn't be doing this without Nick Saban, and I, I've said this, I've said this a lot, and I really re brought it up yesterday after he retired that what he's been able to do, not only for the university, uh, for the state, but small businesses in the commerce. And, and I know this firsthand because I know where our revenue went uh, pre-Sabin to after Sabin. 
and the dollars he's been able to generate for a lot of businesses. And and I, I'm telling you, without Saban ever coming through Alabama and having the success that he did and having the longevity he did, uh, we're probably still doing terrestrial radio. I just I don't think we would be where we are right now. So, I, you know. I know people that Saban, and I'm not saying that we. Well, I mean, we have made a made a lot of money off of them. Uh, we we are far from uh, where we want to be right now. But I, I know some other businesses that. I mean, he's he's put them at the next level. He's made a lot of people a lot of money. How big a shock was this for you? I mean, you've monitored him over the years. I, I just kind of felt he was doing fine, and he would keep rolling. Uh, Seventy-two years old. But he just didn't. It seemed like he could still give it everything he had, and they were still doing great. Um, you got the word. Had you heard any rumblings, or were you thinking there might be something coming, or were were you as surprised as anyone? Because again, y'all talk about this guy almost every day of the year, and so oh, y'all yeah. y'all have a feel for Saban like nobody in in where I do the show in Texas and Central Texas has. How big a shock was it to you? Uh, well, mostly I will tell you this. Um, I, I think I was one of the first to say, look, and, and a lot of people say this, doesn't matter when they've said it. Hey, Nick Saban, I've got a feeling he's going to retire this year. And sooner or later, you're going to get it right. It's inevitable. I mean, all of us have to shut it down at some point. But I just had this feeling, and I, I think it started when they bought a home in Jupiter, Florida. And just the size of the home, um, and, and and I threw it out there. I was like, I, I think this is going to be it for Nick Saban. And there were a lot of people that were very critical of those comments. And look, and I told him, I was like, like I don't want him to leave. I think he's great for business. Um, you know, there's only two things that really get the, the, the ratings and the viewership up. And that is uh, winning a lot or losing a lot. And I've covered losing a lot with Mike Shula. And it's much more. And I've covered losing a lot with Brian Harson and Gene Chizik. Um, it's much more fun to cover the other side of this. So I didn't want Saban to go anywhere. Uh, with that said, not only the house, um, the way Saban's body language, the way he was interacting with players, the way he was interacting with media, Saban's always been one of those guys that doesn't live in the moment. It's always about tomorrow. And, okay, we're great right now, but we've got to keep doing this to be better tomorrow. It seemed like he was really embracing, engaging in the moment, and enjoying the moment. And it just seemed like there was something different. Uh, his wife, Carrie Saban, her interactions, his daughter, Kristen, her social media posts, they were going to the games, uh, the embrace with players before and after games. It just really seemed different. So as this thing continued to go along, um, I thought this was going to be the year. And then I was asked after the Rose Bowl, do I still think he was going to retire? And people that I've talked to that were close to him were like, this guy ain't shutting it down. So I was a little torn, but I said, yeah, I still think he's going to lean. He's going to retire. And, uh, you know, ultimately did it yesterday. We got a, we kind of got a tip uh, yesterday afternoon around 2.30 or 3. I um, mean, it was right after the news of Pete Carroll being basically fired. Um, yeah. That there was something going on with him. So uh, another guy that was represented by Jimmy Sexton said, I think something is there. I think something's going to happen. But we didn't think it was going to happen yesterday, so my dumb ass goes home, and I've always got my phone on me during work hours. But because of the, the Pete Carroll, I was like, there's no way it happens today. So I put my phone on the charger. I got on the Peloton, and when I got off the Peloton, I was going to continue the workout. I was like, you know what? I'm going to check my phone, and I had – like I'm a lifelong Rams fan. I had twice 
as many messages yesterday afternoon than I ever had when the Rams beat the Bengals in Super Bowl 56. And so my, my on-air partners had already gone on the air. We did like an emergency uh, you know, break-in. And so I had to jump in the shower and run up there. And we did an extra five hours last night of a broadcast, um, you know, talking about this. And it's just, you know, the timing was pretty crazy. Um, the way now this, this coaching search is going, which I know we'll get to this in a second, has uh, been all over the place. And you know this, man, uh, covering this sport for a long time. People think, people want to break news. They want to share sources. But 99% of the time, a lot of these people don't know what they're talking about. And so there's so many directions on this thing. It's just been, um, it's been fascinating, really. Yeah. Did you get to, like, these golf tournaments, were there moments you ever got to just talk to him, some one-on-one, or just you and the guys relax a little bit? Like, how guarded was he? I know y'all had him on your station, and y'all, y'all do a great job at the SEC Media Days. And I, I'm sure you've been in on many interviews with him and had him on your show. But were there ever – did you ever feel like, hey, we – man, we got to know Nick a little bit. Like, did he, did he let down his guard? And, and kind of like Belichick, was he, was he a little funny at times? Did he have a little wry sense of humor? What was your what, – what are your kind of memories? And what, 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 did you ever kind of get through that exterior? You know, I, I'll be honest, we never had a personal relationship. But it's interesting you ask that question because, you know, my first experience – you know, directly with Nick was probably, I think it was in 2000 and coming off the 2010 season where they had the disappointing 10 and three. And they lost those games to, uh, to South Carolina, to Auburn and to LSU. And I was invited, you know, for the spring game, the eight day game, I was one of the honorary coaches. And so I got to see kind of the ins and outs of everything. And we got to hang out with him a little bit. Uh, that's when Kirby smart was still on staff. That's when, uh, A.J. McCarron was uh, about to become the starting quarterback. Um, you know, I got to see uh, not a different side back then, but uh, I was invited to do his coach's show on Thursday nights before games a couple of times. And, you know, I'm one of those weirdos kind of like you that ask stupid questions. And, you know, you get to ask him in the coach's show. You know, they open it up and there's callers calling in. And, and the host asks a couple of questions. And I think I get to ask a total of three questions. And one of the questions I asked him at the end was the last movie that made him cry. And he looked at me. He's like, what in the hell are you asking me? <laughs> and then he completely <laughs> changed it and started talking about The Godfather and, and how that film's so important and basically Alabama's family and all this kind of stuff. Um, so, but he started to loosen up. And, and the reason I said it's interesting you asked me that is this past May, there was a golf tournament, a charity golf tournament. And we were invited to come do our show, uh, from, from 9am to 12pm out at the golf tournament. And we were said that we're going to be given access to Nick Saban. And we just always figured when we get Saban, we get eight to 10 minutes and that's it. Well, he comes and sits on the patio with us. And he's like, you know, I don't have anywhere to be. And he sits up there like 30 minutes talking to us. And it was the most casual, laid back Nick Saban that I had ever seen. And maybe that should have been a sign. Now, I don't know if Saban, like, I think everything is premeditated, but I don't know if he would have known in May that he was going to shut it down after this season. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a Nick Saban that you would ever see in the off season. You know, everything was so regimented. It's like I've got eight to ten minutes, and I've got to go here, and then I've got eight to ten minutes, and I got to go there, 
but he was laid back and we talked about things that weren't football related. And I think that's one of the reasons, you know, he gave us about, and we had a real, we still have a really good relationship with the university and, and all the, the inner workings and a lot of the staffers there. And we get access to him. We don't overdo it. We about three interviews a year. Um, I think one of the reasons he kind of enjoys our show is we'll ask a couple of football questions and then we'll get out there with him a little bit. Um, but this past May, it was completely different. So maybe that should have been, you know, the first sign that this could be different. Yeah. Sounds like you had about three opportunities to break this story. You missed all of them, partly due to some Peloton work. So, uh, <laughs> well, it's dangerous, man. You, you, I mean, this, this guy, as you know, is a complete God. I mean, I think people get out of Matt worshiping twice a day around here. Um, oh. I, I, I just – it was one thing for me to say I just feel like it's a gut feel that he's going to retire and people to get as pissed as they did. If I would have been the one to break it, uh, you know, and, and there would have been the legitimacy to it, I probably would have had to move states. But uh, it's kind of a surreal moment. Um, yeah. You know, and now what we've got with uh, who is going to be the next guy. Because, you know, that's a question I've been asked for years. You go back to 2012 and you've covered mm-hmm. the Longhorn time and – you know, there was some legitimacy to him taking a look at that job. Yeah. And I remember people saying, okay, Saban's going to Austin. Who's going to be the guy? And back then it was a completely different, you know, question. That was, you know, maybe Kirby Smart. Um, but, you know, I said after that passed, you know, whoever you think it's going to be, it's going to be completely somebody different. And now when I get up this morning and I put a lot of stock in Vegas, as you know, and they've got odds to become the Alabama next head coach. And Dan Lanning was a massive favorite, like minus wow. 400. And everybody that I talked to last night, it was one of those things, you know, there, there are, there are, um, there are signature spots, of course, in a, in a small community like we live in. And there's a place called the bright star, this infamous restaurant. And that's where all the, Oh my gosh. Uh, if there's a, a coaching cert, this coach was seen at the bright star having lunch with the athletic director, or this coach is playing, um, uh, out at North River, he's got a tea time out there. So those were the things, you know, this coach is at Chuck's having dinner. Those were the things that were popping up. Lanning was seen here. Lanning was seen there. I saw the Vegas odds. Uh, some of the players internally, hey, we heard it's going to be Lanning. So, I, you know, I, I my opinion was, Dan Lanning, stay at Oregon. It makes more sense for you to be at Oregon. You can do something at Oregon nobody's ever done before. Why in the hell would you want to follow the best ever? Uh, you're making a ton of money. You're about to go to the Big Ten. Um, but then I started to believe, based on all this, that you know what? Maybe it's Dan Lanning. Mm. And then Dan Lanning comes out and he says, "I'm going nowhere." And he releases that promotional video. And the guy that I'm the biggest fan, the guy that I've said for the last couple of weeks, I think is already a top five coach in college football. Kalen DeBoer has got mm. the momentum, and I think a lot of Alabama fans don't really know a lot about Kalen DeBoer. But I just checked the number before I came on with you, and Las Vegas has got him at minus two fifty. He is by far. Um, your, your favorite to be the next Alabama head coach, whether or not he'll take the job. I don't know. You know, there's speculation. He's a Midwest guy that, you know, if Harbaugh goes to the NFL, that he'd rather have Michigan, but who knows? I will say this. People are sending me now. There are direct flights to Seattle, uh, to Tuscaloosa, which people say that is, that has not been, you know, that those, those aren't normal flights, but it's not like he's going to get a commercial <laughs> flight, right? I mean, you know, if I'm Kayla DeBoer, your ass is coming to pick me up on your your, your jet. So, yeah, I don't this know what to a... believe, Bose. I, I do believe yeah. my opinion is Kayla DeBoer could keep this train rolling. I mean, nobody's going to be able to do it at the level of yeah. the greatest of all time, but uh, I think DeBoer is a hell of a coach. 
Wow, that would be interesting. I mean, Kiffin was the immediate. Everybody went crazy with that. Aggies want Sark to get the job because they want to mess up this Texas thing. <laughs> He's got that thing going. I mean, y'all probably got to know Sark. A little bit. I mean, he he has put his career back together, and he's got that thing. But but we were talking about is Alabama that much better a job than Texas? I mean, it's not yeah. like I mean they both have huge resources. I mean, he may have connections to Alabama and love some of the people there, but I don't know if you immediately leave Texas for Alabama. Um, yeah, why, you know, why, you can get away it? with a seven win or eight win season every now and then at Texas. In fact, they got yeah. used to it for a while. I mean, you can't do that at Bama. No, 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 no. That 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 is not allowed. And I totally agree with you. Like, you know, and he's the ultimate redemption story. I, I think it's a great story. And in year three, he gets into a college football playoff. And my question would be, you know, there are some Alabama fans that are like, we'd love to have Sark back. Well, why in the hell would Sark take this job? I mean, first of all, Texas is going to the best league in the SEC. So you're going to be right there with Alabama. You were in a college football playoff this year. Quinn Ewers coming back. Texas can pay you all of the money that you want. It's almost been 20 years since Mac Brown won their national, the last national championship. Um, I would rather stay put. The fan base loves him right now than take a chance of following the greatest of all time. And in this new 12-team playoff, if you look at the brutal schedule that is the SEC now, and you look at Alabama's schedule, if Sark or whoever takes his job comes in and goes nine and three, people are going to be like, we hired the wrong guy. And I think yes. even if Nick Saban stays around, you know, 10 and two might be the number next year in the regular season. So uh, it's going to be a really difficult job. It's a great job. It is obviously one of the best jobs in all of college football. You've got a roster that is ready to win right now. You've got a quarterback that developed as well as any player in college football last year in Jalen Milroe. Um, but it's a job that if I've got a Texas or an Oregon, I'd rather stay put. Washington, different story. You know, Washington to me is a B program that played like an A-plus program this year. I just don't know if they can consistently do it year in and year out. So that's why I think DeBoer would take Mm -hmm. a look. I think Mike Norvell is choice number two right now in my mind because Florida State doesn't have a home right now with the ACC. There's so much instability with that league that, you know, I mean, he went undefeated this year and couldn't even get in. So Mike Norvell would run for this Alabama job. So I think there's some good options out there. Um, you know, D'Amico Ryan is an interesting name. Um, I heard he wasn't interested today, that he wants to stay in the NFL. And obviously, Alabama would have to wait until after the Texans were eliminated, whether that's this Saturday against the Browns or next weekend or in two weeks. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Alabama fans were excited about the possibility of D'Amico. But I think D'Amico figures, you know, I've got me uh, what looks to be a franchise quarterback, C.J. Stroud. I'm a Houston Texan at heart. And I uh, had a great year one. So he seems like he's having fun. And what I hear now is he's not interested. So I really do believe it is DeBoer. Uh, wow. And I think it is Mike Norvell. Lane Kiffin, back to that name you mentioned, there are a lot of Alabama fans. And I think most are, 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 under, the year, are under the age of 40 years old. They like the moxie of Lane Kiffin. Um, they like the fact that he trolls on Twitter. Um, I personally, I, I just can't imagine um, an Alabama head coach sending out some of the things on social media that Lane Kiffin does. Um, I heard he not only burned bridges, but blew bridges up in Tuscaloosa when he was there. And we remember in 2016, between the semifinal and the national championship, he was relieved of his duties. I don't think I've ever heard of that in the history of college football. 
So you know it had to have gone bad back then, and I just don't think it's repaired yet. So I don't think Lane – I think Lane Kiffin is great for Ole Miss. I just don't think he would be great for Alabama. So I don't think that is a realistic candidate. <laughs> the great Kevin Steele retired. He retired too quickly. <laughs> he could have <laughs> – oh, hey, we man, saw him at no Baylor. Headlines, <laughs> I mean, Kevin Steele retires – Saban's got to step on his throat and retire oh. right after, and nobody talks about oh. Kevin Steele anymore. And then Belichick. How about Belichick this morning? I mean, 6.03 a.m. I mean, I'll tell you where I was at 6.03 a.m. on my Peloton, okay? <laughs> I was still sleeping soundly. Lance Taylor on the Matt Mosley Show. Lance, I, I'm sorry. By the way, DeBoer. I mean, Sioux Falls, uh, Tuscaloosa, it's all the same. He'll be fine. It's all the same. That, now, in Sioux Falls, he was making sandwiches for his team. That was the kind of budget they had. He could have wow. his own sandwich maker wonder, in Tuscaloosa what is your, 24-7. What's your sandwich? I'm a pastrami. I'm a huge pastrami with that stone ground. I like some spicy mustard. I'll do sauerkraut on it, but the Swiss cheese is perfect. Um, it, but that's a great, the pastrami is my favorite. Y'all don't have delis in Birmingham, do you? You probably have uh, one Mosley, or two delis. Mosley, do you have bagels? Like do you have a bagel place? The stereotype that you give us, <laughs> we have delis. We've got a couple of great delis. Uh, the New York Butcher Shop is fantastic with their deli oh, sandwiches. Oh, man. We, yeah, we have a, a place, Diplomat Deli. I, I like a good toasted, um, the sandwich actually comes with the Tillamook cheddar cheese it comes with turkey, ham, and coleslaw on it. And it's the mayonnaise-based coleslaw. It is fantastic. Um, if I'm just doing random, um, I love I love a good uh, peanut butter and jelly, man. I'm, I'm a simpleton. <laughs> I've never really thought that about you. Uh, uh, our friend Lee, my, you know, th- th- has all those restaurants there in the Birmingham area and all that kind of stuff. So that's... Uh, uh, that, that's uh, well, I'm trying to we think. We got good restaurants, place. man. You can call us Hicks all you want. No, uh, no. My wife back. came to Birmingham and went to that lake out there, like 20 minutes outside of town or whatever. And boy, she was really. I think Lee and them have a a lake house, and they went out there. She was really bragging on it. So y'all do have fine cuisine. I get it. Those, that's um, Birmingham is a great place. Hey, give Ryan and Jim my best. Ryan uh, had called me oh several months ago wanting to do some NFL stuff with me. I asked for, I said, could you could you give me $50 extra per month? I have never heard from Ryan Brown again. I, I, I think I, I think I, 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 it was a bridge too far for him, Lance. Yeah. So give well, him my probably. apologies on that. But um, I well, always love be. yeah. You, you probably missed the boat because now with Saban not there, we're probably going to be on a shoestring budget. Um, <laughs> if we have to wait another – I don't know if I'm going to be walking the earth in 15 years. So if I have to wait another 15 years to get him bite on this show, uh, good riddance, and, and, and your listeners get you know, one and done from me. No, you've done so well. In fact, I, our text line has been sending in stuff immediately. We get immediate feedback. And they're they're already requesting. Can you make this guy a regular? Uh, oh, of so, course. Yes, I got yes. Nothing to do, man. After look, I'm a is dead now. Um, you know, they're probably eight and four for the rest of uh, the rest of our careers. And uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I, I got nothing to do. So I'm well, you need Todd, to go. I'm you around our inter- 
Yeah, go cover Bruce Pearl. That's a good Auburn team. They're ranked now. Of course, the Bears yeah. beat them earlier in the year, but Bruce does a nice job, and uh, uh, they fired my guy Phil Montgomery down there, give him one year. I mean, I don't even know if he was getting a call. I guess they let him call plays, but they gave him, like, no quarterbacks. Like, hey, Phil, we're going to fire you. Well, these head coaches these days, if they – if they, I mean, they'll, they'll fire a coach in a heartbeat. I mean, there oh. is no loyalty. I like that Wink Martindale because Wink, they said, Wink, we need you to fire so-and-so and so-and-so. And he said, to hell with all of y'all. I'm right. out of here. Yeah. Poor Sturds. Yeah, poor Monty. Uh, you know, Hugh has him one year on the staff, and it seemed like every bad play was Monty's fault. Yeah. And now Hugh's going to call plays, and he's going to still have a crap quarterback, it looks like, in Peyton Thorne. Um, I do think the Hugh Freeze experiment will work out ultimately at Auburn. I think he's a hell of a coach, so we'll see. But you're right. Uh, Bruce Pearl, and a quick factoid, I know you'll love this, Mosley, and I say that sarcastically. My sarcasm doesn't come across as clear as yours. <laughs> but uh, the top assistant on uh, Bruce Pearl's staff is Stephen Pearl, his son. And Stephen married a girl that's got a, a visla. And this is a Hungarian bird dog that I have two of. And so we've got something in common there. They are the most uh, spastic crack dogs you can imagine. They destroy everything. They need about five or six miles of exercise a day. And if you yeah. don't give it to them, they will uh, take it out on your house. So um, I've got not only one, I've got two now, and he's got one. So check it out. If you want something that can probably bust up a marriage, destroy a house, uh, looking to get in a beach club. Yeah, I'm I'm doing that enough on my own without a Visla. I don't need a Visla <laughs> helping me out. All right, I got a long I got a long haired dachshund named uh, uh, Scout, big time dog. Uh, yeah, he so Scout like a killer. Yeah, no, so he is Why a killer. Don't call Jerry killer after Jerry Jones, your old buddy. <laughs> By the way, I think that is where Belichick needs to end up, right there with Jerry. Oh, Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, and I, I, I'd love to see you put McCarthy on the list. McCarthy on the list to replace Saban. Oh, I mean, that would hey, create some, yeah, some talk. Hey, before before you kick me off of here, I will tell you, like, I did get – somebody that's really close to the program today said, I think it's going to be an NFL guy. And that's, that's before D'Amico mm. said, at least from what mm. I heard, that he wasn't interested. And the name that has been thrown out is Mike Vrabel. I think there will be a riot if Vrabel was named the successor of Nick Saban in Tuscaloosa. Oh, wow. Because Mike Tomlin's name gets thrown out for some job sometimes. I thought you were maybe going to go, but Vrabel. Yeah. Holy. A Pete Carroll would be more fun. I mean, because that, you know, unbelievable college coach, legend. He's, he's, but of course, he's older than Nick Saban, though. But he's got way more energy. Nick said, I just can't give it anymore. I mean, I mean, you know Pete could give you seven years. He could uh, go to 80. He would I make – Yeah, he but could if, do but it. But if a guy – I mean, life expectancy right now is like 73.7. I mean, he's lived past it. Like, if he dies, I don't know if they do an autopsy now. Maybe in Birmingham, life expectancy is that. Oh, what is it in Central Texas? You guys? No, no, we. My, I, my grandmother's still alive. Think how old you think I am. I've still got a grandmother. She's a hundred. All right, we're we're sailing right past any kind of expectancies. Oh, yeah, coaches do have different different lives. I'll give you that. It's like the president. Did you 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 see the president serves two terms? You look at him. It looks like Nick Saban was with the Cleveland Browns to where he is now. Joe looks just fine with me. Put that on oh, your yeah. show. 
Yeah. I hope y'all did talk about in the midst of all this, Nikki and and uh, and what's his name, DeSantis. I think your people probably would like your reactions on that uh, debate last night. All right, uh, Lance, that was that was good. I feel like we made up for 15 years in that segment in some ways. But uh, thank you very much. A really good insight, Saban. I just kind of immediately, I was sitting there, I'm like, golly. And then I thought, golly, the, my guys in Birmingham, and you were my first call. So, anyway, thank you yeah, for that, that, doing that. that. Mean, I mean, look, it. that means a lot. Um, you know, after, you know, just an incredible holiday season, this, this is probably my best of 2024. What are we, 11 days in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my worst would be Saban shutting it down, and my best is being on the Matt Mosley show. So I hope we can make this happen again. Um, I am available um, when they name the next head coach. Uh, as long as it's not James Franklin or Mike Vrabel, I'm ready to roll with. <laughs> All right, well, I appreciate it. Have a great one. Tell the guys I said hey. We'll do it. See you, buddy. All right, Lance Taylor, there he goes, uh, from Birmingham, the site of Nick Saban announcing his retirement, shocking a lot of people, but some really good insight there. It is time for Campus Confidential. Let's do it next. Sunday afternoon, it's playoff football with your Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers, live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Whether it's a problem with your debit card or just a simple question, Things always seem to come up when your bank is closed. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you have access to a real, live, local person who can resolve issues and answer questions from 6 to 8.30 every morning or from 5 to 10 o'clock every evening. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Irvine Diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. is the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. We give you 
restrictions apply. It's not very limited. See dealer for details. Start off 2024 in style with the new Buick Envision from Richard Carr. Ready the number one compact SUV from J.D. Powers. The Envision has room for the family, advanced safety features, and a whispered quiet drive. Right now, qualified buyers save 5000 on a 2020 Buick Envision at Richard Carr Buick. Or at least a new, well-equipped 2023 Buick Envision for only $335 per month. Call now, get here now, or log on now and drive home in your new Buick today. Richard Carr, we give you more. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossey, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Well, it is uh, Matt Mosley, and uh, what a day it's been. Good to have Lance Taylor. Used to be with Jocks Radio in Birmingham. Now they have Next Round Live. That's become a big deal in that part of the world, and I knew he would have some really good insight on Nick Saban and – that is, uh, Aaron, it's a huge story for us. <laughs> it and is. We're not even there in the belly of the beast in Birmingham and Tuscaloosa, all across Alabama in the south. This is a massive story. And um, we're now looking at the, the possible successors. Boy, that was interesting, wasn't it, Aaron, to hear Vrabel's name came up, uh, come up. And then, um, and then I... Uh, I mean, again, we're we're reading everything everybody else is reading, but I thought that was interesting that Vegas has seemingly turned to Kalen DeBoer. I mean, I, I think you have to leave Washington for that job, but, again, it, it's a thankless – yeah, it's, it's going to be a ton of money, and it's a great job, but – the expectations are crazy. Like anything less than being in the playoff is just like a utter failure. 
I mean, Aaron, we, we just witnessed a season on, on our flagship where the coach, I mean, again, there's a lot of reasons for it and all that, but, I mean, think about, like, what just happened with the home record at Baylor. And for various reasons, they've decided to stay the course. I mean, think if that happened at any SEC school except maybe Vandy. There's no... There's no, like, oh, man, that's tough. Uh, you know, needs another chance. Uh, I got a great freshman class. No, it's done. It's over. It's over. I mean, you can't even go 9-3. and three. You can't. I mean, 10-2 and two is, is a bad season. Boy, you arrive at the end of the year at 10-2, and two, uh, people are upset. People are not happy. You might not get fired, but, man, people would have it out for you. You win nine games. You get on the hot seat in your first year. You win eight games, you're fired. <laughs> even if it's your first, even first year. Aaron, if 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 the Bears had have won eight games last year, I mean, it, you know, especially the way they started, everybody had been doing throwing a parade. Mm-hmm. You do the same record at Alabama, and you're fired. So again, I know it's not apples to apples. Don't, hey Matt, Baylor's different than Alabama. I get it. I get it. But I'm just saying. It just it just illustrates how how different it is, you know. Now again, it's different for like Baylor basketball, Baylor men's basketball. It's gotten so great over the years that you know if you finish outside of the top ten, it's a down year. It is a down year. There's no sugarcoating it, and I think Scott would be the first to admit that. Football, sadly, it's kind of back to being like oh, whatever. Um, all right, Aaron, what do you have for us in? Campus Confidential. One of the top names floating around as a replacement for Nick Saban has withdrawn his name. Oregon coach Dan Lanning, who's been mentioned as a possible successor for Nick Saban at Alabama, says he'll remain with the Ducks. A video posted to Lanning's social media earlier today contained the caption, if you're scared your coach is leaving, then come play for us. The Ducks aren't going anywhere and I'm not leaving. Video contained an audio clip from Lanning who said, quote, I want to be here in Eugene for as long as Eugene will have me. Shouldn't he have waited till his agent secured like a huge Absolutely. pay raise? <laughs> it's a it's a unforced error on his part to not get a new contract before he said he was going to stay. <laughs> I thought he's just hired somebody just hired Jimmy Sexton. Who, who was it, Kalen or was I it? I think it's Kalen, the board, okay. yeah, the Washington coach. Yeah. I saw that, and I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Washington. Um, wow. Among the names, Aaron, that's interesting news on Lanning. Aaron, the uh, among the names industry sources expect to get consideration, Sark, we've said it, Norvell, we just talked about him from Florida State, Crimson Tide great D'Amico Ryans. Now, he would be smart, though, to stay at Houston. They kind of love him. They're doing okay. He's got a good young quarterback. I mean, he would be stepping into a – that's tough, man. I know he played there, and he was. A, people love him, but still. you gotta you got to have a special demeanor to take on that job. Washington's Kalen DeBoer. Clemson's Dabo Sweeney. Aaron, just like three years, two years ago even, before before the two two years ago, 
we would have just gone straight to Dabo, right? Like all of us been like, oh, Dabo's the guy. <laughs> he played at Alabama. Everybody's always thought he would be the one to succeed at Saban. 100%. Beat, beat Saban for two national titles. I can't believe it, Aaron. After six top four finishes, which is just amazing. Like Dabo, I mean, I again, I know they're down, but I, I that's what I always point people to. I mean, Clemson was not even close to that. And and, and he, he turned them into a power. But, Aaron, listen to the last three seasons. Number 14 in the country. Number 13 in the country. And this year, Aaron, number 20. There's just not much buzz there. I mean, that's really amazing that Norvell has more buzz. I think Alabama would be mad to have, have Norvell. I don't know if that's fair. But I, I think I think they would think that Norvell's not good enough. I think D'Amico could do it just because he's one of he you know, he played there and they know him. DeBoer's coming off a monster season. Isn't that funny, Aaron, that like Norvell's coming off a monster season too. He went undefeated, but they got to that bowl game and just had it handed to him. And, and so, some, for some reason, Norvell, why, Aaron, is that fair to Norvell? Shouldn't he have, with, the, with what he's done at Florida State? Why is Mike Norvell not a great candidate? You know, it's these situations, the fans are never going to be happy. You well, can't, they, but, they'd be happier with Sark, right, than Norvell? Don't you yeah, think? but I've got, I don't. Well, Vegas doesn't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. The uh, current betting odds for the favorite to replace Nick Saban are out, according to FanDuel Sportsbook. Mike Norvell is the leader in the clubhouse at plus 200, followed by Dabo Sweeney and Kalen DeBoer, both plus 300. Lane Kiffin, plus 600. Miko Ryans, plus 800. And everyone else is considered a long shot, including Sarkeesian, who is, along with James Franklin and Colorado offensive coordinator Pat Shermer, Defense coordinator, excuse me, four thousand to one. So Vegas does not think it's going to be Steve yeah. Sarkeesian. I mean, I, our our insider Aaron mm-hmm. Lance, I think he went pretty heavy on DeBoer, didn't he? Yeah, and I'm going to rock with him. As far as I'm gonna... I like this, Aaron, the 49 year old DeBoer, <laughs> who who won three NAIA national titles at Sioux Falls. I mean, I'm sorry. I know he's done awesome with the Huskies. He's done awesome. I love the guy. He's been awesome everywhere. But I mean, I'm just saying that is. I mean, like, you think the Bama people care what he did? Oh at Super no, Bowls? they don't care about NAI or whatever. <laughs> NAI. He's our age. He's young. Dabo's older than us. Let's let's look at these guys. Uh, DeBoer's basically our age. Sark is basically our age. Norvell is younger than us. Ryan's is much younger than us. If you're just looking at you age. You had to say it like that. <laughs> Which one? That he's much younger than us. Well, I'm afraid <laughs> Mike is. is Mike is eight years behind us, sadly. And D'Amico is even more than that. D'Amico is 11 years. Whoa. Whoa. Aaron, I can remember he's 39. I can remember thinking getting to age 39 and thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't so believe old. Yeah. how old I am. 
All right, these things happen. All right, Aaron, do you have one more? I know we got a lot planned for the 5 o'clock hour. I do. Uh, just real okay. quickly, uh, Longhorns quarterback Quinn Ewers has announced today on social media that he is returning for the long, to the Longhorns for his senior season. Ewers led Texas to the college football playoffs last season, putting together a uh, uh, almost an All-American season in leading them mm-hmm. to the Final Four. Arch is in the portal, Aaron. Arches. <laughs> you know, Ward and I discussed that off the air. I was like, I don't see this being a happy ending next year. I don't think he's going to want to sit another full year, but we'll see. I, you know, it is kind of wild, but he's wired a little differently. Like guys that, I don't know, I think because of who he is, there's a chance he's a little more grounded than some people. Some people that are five stars and great recruits, their parents are, you know, they're like, oh, no, I'm not starting. Let's go. This guy, I mean, I don't know. I just think Eli and Peyton and Archie and Olivia and the whole gang and Cooper, I kind of think they bring a lot more perspective to the conversation than any other recruit. Like, I trust their judgment, Aaron, for instance. And and no offense to these people, I don't know them. But, like, would I trust the Novosad family or the Manning family when it came to, like, giving advice? You know? Like, (laughs) I think I'm going to go with the Mannings. The Novosads, you know, they're just kind of out there taking some pictures. And, uh, you know, they were. it's just new to them. This is all new to them. All right, that's another Oregon duck, by the way. That's big time with Lanning. Now, we may find out, Aaron, he got more money, but because that would be smart of Oregon to move quickly to, to even give him more money, and they may announce that soon. We may hear an announcement, but that is an unbelievable hot young coach. 37, and he's got the world by the horns. I mean, he really does. I mean, is there any, Aaron? Who do we? Who's a who's a hotter? There's you got De, you got Lanning, DeBoer, and isn't that interesting, Aaron? Where are they headed? Where are those teams headed? To the Big Ten. Oregon's gonna be Oregon's gonna be tough next year. That's gonna be tough. That's gonna, but man, I that's pretty good for Oregon to have a guy say, "I'm staying." When he could let this thing play out and just see what happens, because I think I think Alabama would have been smart to target him. He's a great young coach. All right, we'll continue and we'll let you hear a little bit the greatest NFL coach of all time on the heels of the greatest college coach of all time. Uh, news broke at 6 a.m. this morning that Bill Belichick's career with the Patriots had ended. We'll hear from Belichick next. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at CentexSportsFan.com. Hey, Central Texas. It's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern-looking bill. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. 
Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at mytotaloffice.com. Hey folks, Gary Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverses, $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor, or we treat you like family. Find new roads. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 Sunday afternoon, it's playoff football with your Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building, and their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 for pre-orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full-service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com. Save to win at First Central Credit Union. Only $25 to start your Save to Win account. Every $25 deposit is another chance to win up to $5,000 in quarterly prizes. Save to Win accounts must be activated January 1st through April 30th. First Central Save to Win account is the smartest way to save. Everything we do, we do for you. Speak with a member service rep for details. Go online at firstcentralcu.com for official rules. Subject to membership eligibility and application policies, member NCUA. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? 
Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product, so give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is uh, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron, I'm watching some of these college kids that are starting, you know, coming back, and some of the freshmen that are reporting to college early and starting and moving into their dorms. And, man, that's uh, – I'm already – my daughter's a junior in high school. I mean, the thought of her going off to college soon, it's kind of tough to think about. Uh, it'll be, you know, it'll be fine. I'll be very excited for her and all that. But the, Aaron, the parents, and I know they're excited for their kids, but have to send them off like a semester early. Again, I get why they do it, and I think it's beneficial, especially to young quarterbacks, other players, to start early. But that's going to be tough, man. A semester you know, you know that you're not even they're not even at home for their full senior year. You're already taking them off to college. I was just watching some pictures for some friends of mine that their son is going to go play quarterback at TCU, and like today they were moving him into the dorm. Wow. Uh, I mean, I guess that's pretty cool because they live in Alito and he's playing for TCU, so that part of it's kind of neat. Uh, Man, that that is that is tough. All right, um, Aaron, let's do this. I mean, there's so much going on. We talked saving earlier. Had a real good conversation with Lance Taylor from uh, from Next Round Live, and uh, he's been in radio forever in Birmingham, and and just did a really good job giving us some insight into that. We also woke up this morning to the news. That Bill Belichick's time had ended with the with the Patriots. I, Aaron, I mean, I remember when it became official that, um, you know that that Brady was going to be with Tampa. Like I remember that being like a massive deal. Just thinking, oh my gosh, this is like world changing type stuff. We kind of knew this was headed that way. But it's still weird when it finally happens. We did not know the Saban things. Some people may have had, uh, you know, some uh, inkling of it. It sounded like Aaron, our buddy we had on, 
uh, had some clues, but he may have missed the clues along the way. <laughs> it happens. It happens. I, I missed one, like, huge Art Brile story while swimming one afternoon, one summer. Like, literally after the show, uh, it was Bri- It was him. He was going to start in Mount Vernon. And I know it doesn't sound that huge now, but it was big because he was returning to football. And somebody tipped me off and, and was giving me the story. And what do you think I was doing, Aaron? I was over there swimming at Neighbor Ted's. Just, you know, just having a big time. About 45 minutes later, I look <laughs> at my phone. <clears throat> and, uh, of course, by then it was out. It was already out there. But that's okay. You, you live and learn. I mean, I'm not going to give up swimming because I missed that story. Um, Aaron, let's listen, though. I just think it's our 5 o'clock hour. We're going to have the mayor on with us. I, I Some people missed that yesterday. That was a really fun interview. Dylan Meek, mayor of Waco, was on with us. And I just feel like that was an important and a fun interview. And I want to share that in case some folks missed that. We'll do that coming up here at about 525, 530. But, Aaron, let's let our folks listen to a little bit of audio of – Bill Belichick saying goodbye. I mean, you know, for our age, this is our Vince Lombardi. This is Lombardi hanging it up. Belichick's going to, just like Lombardi, Belichick's probably going to try to go coach some more. I mean, I think he'll coach for maybe another four or five years. I don't know where it'll be. But his time with the Patriots has ended. And here is Bill Belichick at the news conference earlier today. Discussions have uh, mutually uh, agreed to um, part ways, and uh, for me, this is a day of um, you know gratitude and celebration. Um, start with Robert and his family. Um, it's great. So much thanks for the opportunity to to be a coach here for 24 years. Uh, it's an amazing opportunity. Um, received tremendous support. Uh, we had a vision of you know building a winner, building a championship football team here, and. Uh, that's exceeded, exceeded my, my wildest dreams um, and expectations. Uh, the amount of success that we were able to achieve together, um, you know, through a lot of hard work and, you know, contributions of so many people. Um, so I'm very proud of that. And, and um, I always have those, those great memories. I'll carry with those, those with me the rest of my life. Um, and of course, after, uh, you know, Robert, um, thanks to assistant coaches, um, you know, I've had so many great coaches uh, here. Uh, they've made my job uh, so much easier. Uh, it's a long list, but you know the amount of work, preparation, um, and diligence that they do, um, every one of them. Um, and I say this about the players and the coaches, regardless of how long they were here, how many years they were here, how many years they coached, or what the position was. Um, you know, it was a great team effort, and, and everybody you know put everything they had into it, and uh, and that's why we were successful. So. Um, for the coaches, the support staff, um, it's an amazing staff here that, that supported me in every way. Um, all the scouting and all the, the football support people from equipment, training, uh, security, video, operations, um, uh, and so forth, right down the line, dining room. I mean, it's all, it's all first class. It's all, you know, extremely, extremely good. And, um, you know, special thanks to Bears and Nancy. They've been here since day one. And, um, you know, made my life a lot easier, or I've made theirs a lot harder, however you want to look at it. Um, but that's, uh, you know, a big shout-out to them. 
And of course, uh, a great, great deal of thanks and appreciation to the players. Uh, players win games in the NFL, and I've been very, very fortunate to coach some of the, the greatest players uh, that have ever played. Some of the greatest players that have ever played for the Patriots. Some of them are already in the Hall of Fame. Uh, many more are going. Um, but again, regardless of how long any of the players were or weren't here, or what their role was, or or how many games they played, or even if they didn't win championships. Um, you know, I respect the way the players come to work here on a daily basis. Uh, all of them, and I've coached, you know, well over a thousand. <clears throat> but their their ability to work, prepare, uh, train, you know, in the weight room, um, you know, train their bodies, uh, meet, rehearse over and over again. You know, what we need to do things right to to be successful to win. Uh, it's just I have so much respect for all the players, um, and certainly we've had you know many that have been here for a long time and. You know, had great contributions and, and uh, too many to name at this time. But, um, you know, great thanks to the players and um, to the media for you guys. I, I don't know that anybody's gotten more coverage than uh, than I have or we have in the past 24 years. Um, you know, meet with you guys a lot, respect what you do. Um, you know, you're a voice to the fans. And uh, even though we don't always see eye to eye all the time, most of the time, but not all the time. Uh, I do respect what you do, and and uh, and finally to the fans, um, you know the fans here are amazing. Um, you know, there's so many memories of the fans, the the send-offs, um, the parades, um, the Sundays, you know, whatever the whatever the situations are, um, the letters of support, uh, the you know seeing the fans, you know, away from here, you know, at a gas station or a grocery store, or, you know, wherever you bump into them. Uh, Patriot fans here, and not just in New England, but uh, they extend nationally and even internationally uh, as I've traveled. Uh, it's amazing how far the, the arm reaches. We saw that this year in, in Germany. So, uh, so appreciative of the fans for all the support they've given me, uh, my family, uh, and this football team. And uh, it's with um, just so many fond memories and, and uh, thoughts that I you know, think about the Patriots and, and I'll always be a Patriot. I look forward to coming back here. Uh, but. At this time, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna move on, and um, I look forward. I'm excited for the future, um, but always very very appreciative of the opportunity here, the support here, uh, and you know the what Robert what you've done for me. Man, I I gotta say that was more emotional than I expected from him. I thought his voice. Uh, you know, kind of cracked a couple times. I think that he does appreciate the Kraft family. I think it went the wrong direction at some point. I He and Brady got got on the wrong end of things, and that was bad because you just, I mean, you hated to see somebody with that, and, you know, you got the best coach of all time with the best quarterback of all time. And I would say now he needs to go somewhere where he has a quarterback, and it's easy now to say, well, it was just it was because of Brady. I, and it wasn't just – Brady did elevate a lot of those teams. And while they had, like, Randy Moss that one year and put up incredible numbers, they also were doing it with Amendola and Welker and Julian Edelman – and those are great players, don't get me wrong, but they're not the tip, prototypical like wide receivers. Now, over the years, I'm trying to think back, Aaron, some of the guys he had, Troy, what was Troy's name? Troy Brown, 
Sean Jefferson. But they, a lot of those years, they weren't doing it with, like, great backs. I mean, they had good ones. But, man, some of those Super Bowls, you'd get in there and go, now, who are they going to give it to? And it'd be like throwing it to Kevin Falk. Or, and they had some great DBs emerge, great pass rushers, all of that. But they, they, were, they were great at constructing teams. And when he had his, was just the weird staff stuff. When, when, a lot, when he lost a lot of his guys, and then he started leaning on his sons, it turned into kind of a family affair. I think Steve Belichick, I think, I think that's the name of one of his sons, a couple of his sons on staff. I mean, they were fine, but it just wasn't. It wasn't the normal staff. I mean, like when they I mean, they were blowing and going. We had Charlie Weiss as offense coordinator, and then Josh McDaniels took over, and they kept rolling at Cornell. See, a lot of those guys were together back with Parcells with the Giants, and so over the years, he started to kind of lose his staff. To me, the greatness of Saban is that he kept doing it. Despite losing so many people, like, okay, Bill O'Brien's gone. Okay, Kiffin was good, and he's gone. Okay, now Sark's gone. Now, um, and I think what bothered him is some of those guys then would try to take his other assistants. The deal he tried to have is like, hey, don't take, you can take some analysts or whatever, but don't take all my coaches with you. And, I mean, Mel Tucker used to be on his staff, and I know his time didn't end well with Michigan State, but he had, he did have, and Tucker, I guess, was at Georgia, but I think he used to be with Saban. Saban just was, he just churned through. I mean, he had Kirby. Kirby's gone on to be great. Dabo worked for him, um, played for Alabama, and then I, I can't, well, I can't remember if Dabo, did Dabo work for Saban at one point? I know he played at Alabama, but both of them are unbelievable, and the fact that within, 24 hours of each other there. I mean, one guy wants to keep coaching and that's Belichick. He's 71 saving at 72. Sounds like he's hanging it up. And in the interview and, and Aaron, why don't we play some of that tomorrow? The ESPN interview with Reese Davis, he sat down with him and it just, he didn't feel like he could demand as much from the players if he couldn't do it himself and and he just didn't feel like he had had it in him i mean if i were pete carroll or belichick or even saban i'd be looking for one of those parcells jobs what what bill did is he went and found that incredible job with miami dolphins where he just kind of put the staff together and was like the I don't even know if he was he was like the GM, but he was even over the GM. He was the he was the president, you know, the, he was the uh, football operations, the president of football, whatever it was. And he was like the the vice president. He was over all of it, and he and he just kind of hung out in his office and and came out in the golf cart. It was a great way to ease into retirement, and they paid him a huge amount of money to do that. Uh, I, 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 if I were one of those guys, I'd be looking for that kind of job. All right. Um, we are going to let you hear from the mayor of Waco and, uh, really, uh, good stuff. I mean, you're going to like this Dylan Meeks done a really nice job, real young guy. 
who has just uh, done some great stuff, and he had a huge partnership with Baylor in getting this um, Foster Pavilion built. Uh, we'll hear from him and talk to him about some very interesting things. That's next. Baylor, Big 12 women's basketball on ESPN Central. What is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show? Waco Mayor Dylan Meek on with us today. And uh, Mayor Meek, great to have you. Uh, and boy, exciting times with a new Foster Pavilion. But uh, welcome to the show. I've always wanted to have you on and uh, glad to do this. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm sorry we're advertising for all those other lawyers. You probably know all those guys, right? <laughs> They're great guys, yeah. <laughs> great commercial. Yeah, those guys are uh, my age, right? I was in law school with those guys. I went to Baylor Law School back in the day. Dylan did not quite make it. Uh, Mayor uh, Meek did not quite make it as far as you did into law school. But I know all those professors. I don't know if Underwood was still there, but uh, yep. Featherston, yep. Sare, the whole gang. Yep. And uh, great, I still end up professors. sitting by, like, Professor Sare at games. I don't know if you've ever been with him at a game. He, he does get into it. I have not been with him at a game, but I've seen him there and uh, definitely have deep, deep respect for all of those guys, for sure. <laughs> now, what do you think of the pavilion, now, the Foster Pavilion, and what was that like finally walking into an event? I'm sure you had many tours. You were there from the beginning with all the talks and everything. You remember those days. To see an actual event, that Cornell game, what what did that you were part of the ribbon cutting and all the ceremonies leading up to that? Uh, was it kind of a surreal feeling? I mean, you've seen a lot of stuff come to fruition, but that had to be, I would think, one of the kind of crowning moments of you being mayor over these last four years. It was a real special day. Um, we worked really hard from a city perspective in partnership with Baylor to try to secure this as a location for this facility because we believed it would not only benefit Baylor's athletic programs, but also downtown Waco. And so to see that come into a reality was really meaningful. Baylor um, has been an incredible partner through this um, opera uh, experience. We worked hard to incentivize and give some land for this. And um, the river walk and all that is going to be developed on the river is really going to be transformational and phenomenal even though a lot of it is under construction it's funny mm -hmm. after that first game you walk outside after you've been in this electric amazing <laughs> gymnasium and then you walk back outside and, you, and you're reminded that <laughs> on the outside it's still quite a construction zone um and I'm, I'm excited to see the completion of that but it was thrilling to be there that night you know i was at the game last night and um driving back home and throughout all of downtown and it was a late game last night but throughout all of downtown, there was so much activity. There were people um, walking all over downtown. There was um, uh, an inflow of uh, significant traffic um, down Washington Avenue all the way out of, out of downtown. And so it was just kind of this, man, this is going to be great. Last night's game was late, but there's going to be a lot of games um, or, or weekend games that are at an earlier hour when people are going to either before the game or after the game pop into – one of our downtown restaurants or shops and um, really bolster and support the downtown economy in a way that wouldn't have occurred if the facility wouldn't have gone here. And so I think that's a win both for the program and downtown Waco. I saw you on TV last night and I, I thought, I know that guy. 
And I, and I, you, I think you were down there behind the Baylor bench or something. And then it yeah. dawned on me today. I'm like, that's, that's Mayor Meek down there. Um, and so anyway, that was, uh, that was, that was kind of cool. What do you remember the first com- conversations, uh, Mayor, that you had on this front when you were just kind of talking about it, seeing what level of involvement the city would have mm-hmm. in it? What were, what were those mm-hmm. conversations like, and how quickly? did it start to come together? Because some of that had to be private and you're not sharing it. Yep. And then at some point, you know, y'all go public with that. And that had to be mm-hmm. an interesting time as well. I think that Baylor obviously has a different set of factors to weigh. And again, they're, they were always such a great thought partner and they're, they're, they were really wise in how they approached this, I believe. But they, they had a different set of factors. You know, we're motivated in trying to activate downtown. Um, as an alumni of Baylor, I, I certainly want, um, the pavilion to be located in a spot that's going to be electric and be great for the team. But, but Baylor certainly was weighing a, a different set of factors that the city was. And so through that process, we just tried to come together to say, you know, if this, even if this is going to be a little more expensive for Baylor, how can the city incentivize that? Because we're going to win from a property tax perspective, not the pavilion itself won't generate property taxes. It's, it's owned by a nonprofit, but it's going to, spur business on for-profit um, uh, businesses nearby. Our sales tax should benefit in the downtown ecosystem that we cherish and care so much about um, should grow. So if we incentivize it, there's going to re- be a return on our investment. And so um, it really is, I think, going to be the jewel in the crown of our downtown riverfront for now. We're looking at um, beginning to explore doing a capital campaign for a performing arts center to kind of bookend that on the at Franklin Avenue and the river and university parks on the other end of uh, university parks there. But I think for now it's going to be an entertainment um, center that I think a lot of um, the community is going to get to cherish, not only for basketball, but for other community events. And um, as we see the restaurants and the retail spaces in that area become complete, um, I think that our community is going to really get to embrace Um, the river in a way that it hasn't um, for generations. And I think generations to come will really be able to enjoy that beautiful space. I walked under that bridge and I thought, man, this feels okay. You know, the other day I parked it heard for the uh, media and we didn't used to think of that bridge that way, obviously. And, and it was just kind of like, I think this is fairly safe to do this. And it is being Mm -hmm. built up, as you say, and the river aspect of it really is what makes McLean so neat, McLean mm-hmm. Stadium, and being sort of located on a river, it just helps give you even more identity. What do you think of the look of it? Did you did you have from a city perspective? Did y'all say, "Hey, we'd like it to look like this" when you're choosing architects and all that kind of thing? No, like I've... how how much say? I mean, did you say, "Hey, I want it to look like a, a midwestern field house"? <laughs> what do you? Because it does look pretty no, that... neat. <laughs> it's a great, it's an, an amazing facility, and the city team was uh, incredibly involved. It's a Baylor facility, and they definitely yeah. were the ones driving, and they have the expertise to know um, what is needed to have an excellent facility. My goal was to get it in its current location and be yeah. um, uh, a part of the riverfront development, and we we worked really close. I, I got to give some credit to Bradley Ford, Um Paul Kane and Charles Least and many, many others at the city of Waco um, who worked really closely with Baylor 
um, with Austin Commercial, with AECOM and other partners. We call that the ant hill down there because there's a lot of different tracts of land, a lot of different de um, developers, a lot of different activity happening, and it's old land. And um, that means there's a lot of, you know, environmental cleanup that had to be done. And just throughout the entirety of the process, a lot of moving parts. Um, and uh, it was a really thrill to see really competent leaders come together to, to work hard to not only make this a reality, but get it done so quickly. I mean, the, the fact that uh, we broke ground when we did and are playing games when we are is in this construction area we're in is phenomenal. What did you make when in inside of it, just from an architectural standpoint and enjoying the game, obviously much different than Farrell. They went smaller with it. I think it's a good mm -hmm. move. Uh, the commissioner last night, Big 12, said that he thinks they right-sized mm -hmm. it, I think was his wording. Mm -hmm. yeah. what, just as a fan experiencing it for the first time and all of that, what do you, what do you think when you kind of look around there, you hear the crowd, uh, mm -hmm. what, what, what was your experience like? Electric is the word that comes to mind. I think the energy, the noise, the excitement, um, it's just an electric energy. And um, I think not only because it's a beautiful facility, but also because um, how they strategically designed it um, from an acoustics perspective. And I think that was done with uh, on Baylor's part with intentionality to really make sure it's a loud space uh, that is going to be intimidating to opponents. And um, I believe that we've just seen a couple games here, but I think the, the word's going to get out and people are going to say, I'm not looking forward to playing at the Foster, Foster Pavilion. Yeah, that's it's an exciting place uh, for sure. Mayor Meek joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. That Performing Arts Center, I mean, that's a big deal. Um, I mean, I, I, and of course, we always love seeing renderings and all of that. But I mean, that's a, again, that's a massive deal. I mean, you're going to you're not running for reelection, but something tells me you'll still be serving in some way and trying to bring that to Waco. Like what what will that be like for the community? And what do we what do you think? Like just the capacity? I'm trying to think of like what that what you'll have in mind um what, yep. what's that what do you what do you expect that to look like and what, what kind of events would you hope to bring in yeah, I don't think, I think musicals think plays of, all of that yeah yeah i think you can think of a lot of other communities that you know waco hall baylor's campus is kind of the closest thing we have to performing arts center right now but mm -hmm. really having um state-of-the-art um space that can host um large um, concerts and events not like arena stadium concert and events but um you know, uh, is going to be really phenomenal. And think of things like Bass Hall um, in Fort Worth. And mm -hmm. uh, I think it's it's definitely a missing dynamic, and it's going to be multi-use and have performing spaces of different sizes, but really round out uh, something that's missing in our community. But, Matt, you know what I'm excited about is the whole that whole area downtown is going to be transformed. I think that in a good way, um, downtown is, go is going to really – continue to grow and continue to transform. There's a lot, there's about 60 acres of publicly owned land downtown that is primarily raw dirt, just vacant land. Um, and I think that as the market continues to grow and with some strategic city leadership in place right now, even we're anticipating to see um, some, some really dynamic development occur. And what I'm really proud of our city um, 
is that we have a real commitment to whatever being developed to look and feel like Waco in an excellent way. Um, we don't want to, we, you know, when you're in downtown Waco, we want you to say, man, this feels like Waco. There's cities you mm-hmm. go to where you say, man, this feels like a, there's a sense of place here. There's other places you go to and you, and you question like, this is just a suburb. Like this could be any town USA. And we want Waco to look and feel like Waco. And so I think that I'm really excited that as Waco continues, downtown Waco specifically continues to grow, um, it is going to be both excellent um, and it's also going to have a sense of place and character um, that is really consistent with um, with what our city represents and what we're about. All right. Well, are you going to try to bring Sing and Pigskin over to that performing arts center? I, I, <laughs> I, that's I not been to... discussed, but who knows? Okay. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe they can make a play to bring that into downtown at some point, too. Waco Hall is a great spot for that, but when, we'll, we'll see when what is happens. The, when is the last time you did a KOT turn? Oh man, Matt! Uh, it's been it's been a few it's been a few years, man. But uh, yeah, I did it. <laughs> All right, I was a I was a Fiji back in the day, so some big time battles with the KOTs in the nineties, right. and you yeah. came along in the uh-huh. early two thousands. And I'm not sure the Figams may have moved on about their business. They they certainly weren't building floats. I think they were just kind of getting on the back of a flatbed <laughs> yeah, no, and riding been. around. <laughs> you know, when we'd be in the, those parades and after those long nights, I was like, man, I don't know that those guys got it wrong with uh, their uh, those flatbeds <laughs> and those lawn chairs. They weren't thinking about becoming city councilman or mayor no. like at an early age. Let's just say I don't remember I a lot of Figams. Uh, th- <laughs> that occurred to you a little bit later well it's pretty uh it's it's pretty incredible what's happened even during the last three or four years you've been mayor you came in during a pandemic i mean i i don't know if that was the greatest time to start uh it's kind of it's kind of wild looking back does it feel like it was eight years instead of whatever it was i think you came in what november of 2000 does it feel a lot longer than it has been or does it feel like it's gone by quickly you know it's both. I, mean, I think that's true for a lot of momentous things in your life. You know, you it, it feels like it just started yesterday, and then COVID feels like a million years ago in some senses, too. And, um, you know, all I'll say about both being in this, this role and, and coming in in a pandemic and all those things is the incredible team that we have, both and from a city staff perspective and a council and just a community, man. I mean, it, it goes the perfect size city. Um, for a lot of reasons, but one, just to see momentous good work done because you really can be a part of a team. And there's a big team here in Waco um, in and outside of government that is working strategically and together to make this town better for everybody. And that's hard, but it's also um, the only way you can do it is when you're working on a team bigger than um, just the, the sum of a few parts. And um, uh, But all coming together um, to uh, to do something significant and uh, that that's the culture of Waco is, is this, that this is a team sport, and it's it's been really rewarding to be a part of it. All right. I think I saw where you grew up on a ranch. Was there anything that reminded you growing up on a ranch near Victoria of when you watch Yellowstone? Is there anything that yeah. you actually see that reminds you of your childhood, or does not, is that not really recognizable? No. I've, yeah, I think that, you know, when I think about growing up, it, it there is um, – Obviously, it, I grew up in um, the coastal plains of Texas, not the mountains of Montana, but 
Um, so that's, that's the, it's beautiful. I mean, I just think being outside is such a, something I, I, I treasure. And then I think you just learn work ethic when you grew up on a ranch, you know, you, you're in high school and learning how to build fence and just dying to get down to that way down on the fence line, where's that, that one tree, you're just going to get to work under the shade for 10 minutes and then you keep moving on. But there's something that you learn doing that. And, um, and I definitely learned the, the value of hard work, um, working for my dad and uncle and, um, grandfather back in those days. All right. Well, listen, thank you for being with us. And uh, you can claim yep. what a national title, the new pavilion. I mean, I, I'm going to call you like the hoops mayor. I mean, you had a lot of good, <laughs> good basketball on your watch. So, uh, yep. yeah, c- congratulations well, and look I'm, forward I'm to seeing for, you out at pavilion coaches. at the pavilion soon. Yeah. yeah. I'll see you soon, Matt. Appreciate you. Let me have, uh, let me be on the show today. Have a great afternoon. You bet. There he goes. Mayor Meek, Dylan Meek, joining the Matt Mosley Show. And Aaron, I'm not usually that succinct, but it did it did dawn on me that maybe the num- the amount of time uh, one of his executives there had asked me how long I would keep him, and I I gave a a lower number, you know, Aaron, that we ended up. So I kind of tried to because I, I I really enjoyed that. Could have kept talking to uh, Mayor Meek.